When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer. Hi. Larry Hardesty. Oh, I, have I longed to be back in the embrace of Larry Hardesty. How we doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Now, listen, I heard you uh, a couple of times. You, you, you seem pretty in, enamored with the Dan Grosser at 6 in the morning. Well, look, Dan's a friend. He's been a friend for a long time. He's, he's fun to work with. So he is a good I, guy. I certainly do enjoy. I enjoy and I enjoy working with that crew in the morning, Santiago and RJ. And did Ray apologize? To, uh, did he send me an apology through you? Well, uh, no. Well, I don't think RJ or Santiago had to apologize. Did oh, I guess Santiago did kind of have to apologize. Santiago did have to apologize. Not yeah. RJ. Ray did. I did not. I did not uh, chase but that down. I should so have chased that down. No, no, no. It's okay. He texted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoy working with those guys, but uh-huh. uh, I, I prefer my first choice. My first round draft pick is always Larry Hardesty. It's good to be. It's good to be your first round draft pick. I missed you. I missed I, you. The I past missed you nights. too. I missed you. Uh, I was hoping you you wouldn't forget about me and, and sleep all day. No, no <laughs> chance of that. No, if, if this had been September, there might have been a chance of that. No, Still in the middle of the summer with everybody running around the house. <laughs> No chance of that, Larry. No so, chance of that. I, I heard through TikTok and through the grapevine that mm-hmm. you were dancing on Wasp's grave. Oh, yes. Finally got rid of them. Uh, the poison worked like a charm. When in mm-hmm. doubt, go the poison route. Don't have to worry about uh, the, the white vinegar or any of these other uh, type of methods. No, the poison worked great. I finally got in there. I, I shot it for TikTok. I was actually able to get a good shot of the nest, which was... I would say basketball sized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was a it was a sizable nest. There were a lot of wasps there on the ground by mm-hmm. the time it was all said and done, and uh, we are wasp free. But now I, it almost feels like uh, I, I've lived through something that has heightened my senses. Uh huh. Because every time I go in the backyard and there's something, I hear something or I feel something come. You I, reach I'm, for the poison. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm 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 very. Uh, I'm very jumpy. I'm very uh, on edge when it comes uh-huh. to any of the bugs back there. So on TikTok, you could not put a disclaimer that there were no wasps injured in this. No, they were all <laughs> injured, Larry. I got every single last one of them, uh, and I delighted in it because uh, it was did. a personal. It was a personal thing. Now I will say, I have noticed that the bush is done. Is not looking so good. <laughs> The bush is done. <laughs> I have been. I have now been searching for bush fertilizer uh, the last couple of days on Amazon, but uh, uh-huh. uh, I, I think maybe that today, you know, the rain the last couple of days has certainly uh, helped to uh, wash things out. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the bush is going to start coming back here before too long. Well, here's your saving grace: mm-hmm. is since we're approaching September, the bush yes. was going to unbush itself anyway. Probably, yeah. So, so it has a whole year to regenerate. Yeah, hopefully it just doesn't turn like decrepit and brown. It doesn't look no, no, like no, a no. tumbleweed in a week. <laughs> as long as it doesn't <laughs> no, look like so. a tumbleweed, I should be all right. And just think of the money you saved. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm so proud of myself. Got it done. Got it done. 
Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I, uh, I got the nest out of there once they were all dead, and I, I got the fire pit out and throw that out, threw that baby on the Barbie and uh, wow. cooked them all up. Oh, it was a great day, Larry. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of sadistic fun at the wasp's expense. Uh-huh. This is this is a different side of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I t- I look, it turns dark when when you're you're scratching yourself because of wasps <laughs> oh, stinging you. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it, you find parts of your soul you didn't know that exist. Some dark corners of your soul. I will admit that on the last visit to Home Depot, mm-hmm. as this continues to be HG Radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did visit. Uh, got another full bottle, gallon size, poison ivy. Oh, yeah. Well. And I'm headed back out. Yeah, well, the one good thing about getting poison ivy is that you research it so much that you know what it looks like at first yes, blush. Uh, Before yeah. you have it, you're not really sure. Not I think really it has sure. three leaves. Is this it? Is that it? Yeah. Once you no, get no. it, you'll know for sure for life. Oily and shiny. Mm. Done. Done. <laughs> Kill so, it all. <laughs> it's going to be. So when in the, doubt, get it out. That's right. So the wasp will have somebody joining them shortly. That's nice. That's good to hear. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I'm not itching as bad, so that's good. Oh, too. that's so, awesome. Good. That's great. So now that we've got that out of the way, Gordon Damer, Bart, and Han were hanging out with the Giants today. And it's good because I think it gives us a little more, a little more chance to have a little balance. We've been so focused on the Jets and what's oh. going on. And believe me, after hearing Robert Sala do his best Rex Ryan about the offensive line on Hard Knocks, we will talk about the Jets <laughs> a little bit later. But Gordon... Brian Dable. And here's one of the things. And I, I cautioned Giant fans to not compare Josh Allen and Daniel Jones, right? Because that's the natural thing to do. Because mm-hmm. Brian Dable's here. Look what he did with Josh Allen. Look at the great quarterback he became. Look at the difference he had from years one, two, and three. Look how look how much better he got. And so he's coming here. So the a logical assumption, Gordon, is <laughs> He's going to make Daniel Jones like Josh Allen. It's going to be great. Now, I do think that Daniel Jones will be better this year, Gordon, because he's got better weapons. So that's going to make him more effective. But today, Barton Hahn asked Brian Dable, the Giants head coach, do you see similarities between Allen and Jones? I try never to compare players. Um, You know, there was times when I was a young player when I'd tell us, hey, you remind me just Mm -hmm. of this guy, and Mm -hmm. they'd be like, no, 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 I'm my own self. So so what I try to do is just respect the player for who they are and get to know them first, what makes them tick, and then look at their athletic ability or their skill set and then try to come up with something that we think is conducive to them being successful. Don't always do it, uh, but, you know, he's a big, tall, athletic player. He's fast, he's pretty accurate, and he's smart, and he works real hard. So there's a lot to work with with him. And, again, you know, he's been in this market for for a few years and had as as many downs if he's had as ups you know maybe even more you know from the outside world so that's where i think back to the personality of the of the young man is just very consistent i appreciate working with him and he's got definite tools that that we like to work with and we're happy he's here gordon this is a very very interesting year for daniel jones because you saw some things with him last year, right, with the RPOs and how effective he was with his legs. And he was, you know, he, he wasn't – He, you saw some improvement from him. But now, Gordon, more is going to be expected from him with the increased weapons. And the reason why I believe that the Giants have a pretty good shot at making the postseason is because I believe Dable will mentor Jones and, and nurture him and make sure he puts him in positions – 
where he's not going to have those turnovers that you saw him have first, second year of his career? Well, look, I mean, if we're talking about what improvements Daniel Jones can make in year two under Brian Dable, think about how far he's already come. At this point last year, were we thinking that Daniel Jones was going to be in the long-term plans of the Giants? No. It, it was. It, it's Maybe it wasn't 0% chance. I don't think it was 0%, but it was maybe 75-25 against. So you look at where he was able to come from last year at the beginning of the year to where he was at the end of the year. And now in year two of the same system, you would think that there's reason to believe that he he still has the ability to take another major step forward. The, imp- the, the improvements, the offense, his more being more familiar with the system and forget about comparing him to Josh Allen. I would say if you're a giant fan, maybe compare him a little bit more to Eli Manning, Eli Manning, those first three full years, there were a lot of questions about yeah. whether or not he was going to be. I mean, the year before uh, they won the first Super Bowl, he led the NFL in interceptions. There were major questions about whether or not Eli Manning was going to be the long-term solution for the Giants. So um, I think that there's a lot of reasons for optimism surrounding the Giants after last year, clearly. And with Daniel Jones, uh, it's almost like he went out and proved it last year. But now because of the contract that he got in the offseason, it's like he has to prove himself again, which is awesome. If you're a fan of the team, you want guys that want to be able to prove other people wrong. And, and, and what was said when his contract stuff was going on, there were a lot of people, $40 million for Daniel mm. Jones. So yeah. he still has plenty more to prove. He does. And what's interesting about him, when you talk about uh, Eli Manning, and the problem was Eli was being compared to Peyton. Mm-hmm. And so he was, he was no Peyton Manning. There's no question about that. But he did grow into the offense. And listen, the way Dable handled him last year, as you mentioned, and got him going and improved, you know, he, he, he looks pretty good. And so Gordon, with weapons, he could be, you know, he could take the, this, this offense to the next level. Yeah. Uh, and you'd almost have to think that for sure that he will uh, improve, right? Because the, the Daniel Jones that we got at the end of last season – I don't think it was the Daniel Jones that we saw at the beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. So if, if he can if he can improve that much in the course of a season while it's going on, while he has to prove himself uh, that he's deserving of a long term, I mean, he only what did he throw? Fifteen touchdown passes last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, that number is almost certainly going to go up this year, based I think primarily on the fact that this is year two for him in the same system. Mm-hmm. Forget forget about the improvements. Forget about what other guys are are, are, are going to bring to the table. I would figure that year two in a new system after seeing success in year one, you're almost assured that you're going to see improvement in year two, especially because the Giants believe that he is the guy by the contract they gave him. 1-800-919-3776. Giant fans want to hear from you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And I just say Daniel is such a consistent person. Yep. He doesn't get too high if things are going well, and he doesn't really get too low. And that's what I've learned about him. That's what I love about him is he's just got a you know a very consistent attitude. And that's that's a hard thing to teach. Take a pulse every now and then, though. Well, right? it's, it's hard to teach, you know, because you know there's times I, I show him I wear my emotion no, on my sleeve. You? No, you. So um, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not as good. So you know I appreciate everything he does and he's done, and he's gotten better. And I think you know we've added some pieces around him. You know, time will tell here. We got we got a long way to go, and you know. Certainly things, a lot of things to get better at. So the question, Gordon, was to Brian Dable from Barton Hahn, what do you expect out of Daniel Jones this season? Not to be too high, not to be too low, I guess would be the answer. <laughs> I, I think that that would be the definition of Daniel Jones. Like that's yeah. the first thing you thought you were getting with Daniel Jones when they drafted him. And it was supposed, you know, he's like a clone of Eli Manning's personality, right? You don't get too high, you don't get too low. So uh, look, there's a lot of reasons for optimism surrounding the Giants, the quarterback, and where he's come from to where he is now. That has to be part of it. The, mm-hmm. the youth that they have on the team after last year's draft and this year's draft, and I think the future as well, because this is not really the year that you would expect that the Giants are going to make the big jump. I think that's kind of next year when the salary cap situation kind of gets worked out and the in the damage done from the previous regime is kind of finally off the books. But there's plenty of reasons for optimism surrounding this team based on what they did last year. And all I mm-hmm. mean, think about where they were last year at this time. What were our expectations for the Giants? They were not very high. No. It seemed like it was, well, this new regime between the coach and the GM, 
they're going to have to bide their time and they're going to have to wait things out because of the, the situation they found themselves in because of Dave Gettleman. And that didn't turn out to be the case. So if they were able to overcome all of that last year where they really weren't able to do all that much outside of the draft, there's reasons for optimism this year. No question about it. Let's head to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Tommy's in Connecticut. Tommy, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Larry, Gordon, what's up, boys? Hey, what's going on? Oh, Gordon, I hope you're uh, back to your regular sleep schedule. Yes, I don't have no fear. Have no fear, Tommy. I'm good to go. (laughs) So, with with, uh, Barton Allen at uh, Giants camp today, kind of got me thinking that – do you, do you think that Saquon, like, looking back on his contract, I don't know, call it a dispute, but discussion, do you think he looked at, you know, Phil Sims and Strahan and Tiki and even Bart himself, as far as being successful in New York, that being worth maybe taking, you know, a little, like, as Bart would say, a little cheese off the taco? I don't know, Tommy. I, I, I really think that for him, it was the lack of leverage that he had, A, and B, he's just betting on himself. He's going to do the best he can. He didn't want to be a distraction. He didn't want to, every, all the coaches, everybody in the media asking, what's it like without Saquon being here? When do you think he's coming back? He just he didn't want to be that guy. So he yeah, sucked and, it up. And, 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 and he, from, you know, he sucked it up, Tommy. Yeah, he sucked it up, and he's he's betting on himself. And listen, uh, we'll see what he does at the end of the season because he'll be coming again. Right. It's, we're going to run it back one more time. I think with Saquon, the number one characteristic is that he's just a really good teammate and a really good dude. And so even when he was trying, and which he should, to leverage the situation as best he could, we all knew that it was like empty threats. Because we knew he wasn't going to sit out. He knew the situation was he was he was fighting a no win battle. So I can I could see a situation uh, maybe another running back if they get into the season and they they're taking punishment and they're dinged up and they're less than a hundred percent saying hey if you're going to treat me as the commodity that I am this way well mm-hmm. if I'm less than a hundred percent I'm not going back out there. Yeah. Because I, I'm not going to play at less than 100% because it's just going to cost me. I'm going to wait until I'm 100% healthy and, and, and ready to roll uh, and before I get back on the field because there's nothing to be gained here by me fighting through injuries for the betterment of the team and the betterment of the organization. But Saquon's not that guy. So I, I think that he, when he was drafted by the Giants, I'm sure that if he had been drafted by maybe another organization, he'd feel the same way that has the history of a, of a giant organization where he wants to be with that organization. He wants to be known as being with that organization for his career. Yeah, no question about it. Spike's in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? You know, there are great combinations uh, we grew up with, or I did anyway. There was Laurel and Hardy and Abbott and Costello, uh, and uh, they were terrific combinations. And like you guys, you're, you're terrific individually, but together – it's just the band is back together. And I caught a little of you uh, the other day, Gordon. I told Larry last night that uh, my uh, my streaming service went on. I had to go to the bathroom, and I said, what are you doing on here? Am I in a time warp? 
but it's good to hear the both of you. So re- real quick on the on the football, uh, which I'm, I'm not that astute at, but I talked to enough people, and they told me, you know, Larry went over it last night. Not sure if you heard much of it, uh, Gordon, if any, but about the first six games and, and the, the, the logic of uh, if you're going to lose, lose a, a non-conference game. We all understand that. In hindsight, you know, that will make a lot of sense towards the end of the year. But I still can't understand, and and as they say, teach me, at the end of the season, there's no more than three different games, basically, if I understand that complex, right, where you play this division, every team plus the teams in your division, and then the matching finish of the previous season. I think that's the way it goes. So maybe there's three different uh, teams. But football seems to have more than anything else in the NFL – uh, different, more teams dropping out and coming in every year. I've checked that out. I know I'm right on that. So if the Giants and the Jets are both 3-3 three and three after 6, because I'll tell you, boys, I said it last night, Gordon, you probably didn't hear it. If they both start off 2-4 and four after this baseball season, uh, it's going to be rough on everybody. So what do you guys think? Well, I'll, I'll say this, Spike, and, and thanks for checking in. Um, the big thing here for me is – for the Jets, it's it's th- that schedule, which has so many divisional and conference opponents in it, and that affects your playoff positioning. I mean, if they, if they don't beat the Cowboys, okay, I, I'm all right. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm okay. But I need you to beat Buffalo. I need you. You have to go at least 500 in your division if you're the Jets. You do. Because this conference, the AFC is going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Well, you know, not all seasons are are built the same. Uh, The Jets have a clear expectation this year of division, competing for the division, competing for the conference, competing for a Super Bowl. And they're playing in an AFC that is stacked. The (laughs) AFC is stacked. The, The NFC, maybe by the time we get to the end of the season, it will be. But as you look at it right now, all right, the Eagles are going to be really good. The Niners are going to be really good. Who else is going to be really good? So if the Giants get off to a three and three start, it's not ideal because you know they are playing the Cowboys and they're they're playing uh, you know some other teams in their conference. They're playing the Niners, I know. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's not as debilitating because a I don't know that they're expected to to win the division this year. That's not their expectation, and b they can kind of figure it out as things go along. If the Jets get off to that kind of three and three or two and four start, it's going to be harder to make up that ground. There are just so many good teams in the AFC that likely some good teams are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And so you have to, that's why Gordon coaching for the Jets is going to be so big this year. And I know it's big every year and I'm not giving you breaking news. But especially with the mistakes that this team has made historically, I mean, depending on whoever the coach is, mm-hmm. the little things that they do, not getting off the field on third down defensively, uh, self-inflicted wounds uh, for the defense, not forcing turnovers and the offense turning the football over. I mean, you know, those little things, they're, they're huge. And so when you have a small margin for error and you're playing teams in your conference and division that are – very close to you where one play can sep- is the difference between wins and losses you have to, they have to be buttoned up gordon and l- listen as me- as met yankee fans we have not seen button up no not the buttoned jet- up the, the jets have to be buttoned up this year they really yes. do yes 
Absolutely. And that first game against the Bills, Huge. if your team talking about wanting to win your division, week one is, is generally overblown. But I don't think that that's overblown if you're talking about mm-hmm. winning the division against the Bills team that kind of is the team to beat in that division. And, and take a look at it. AFC, right? Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Everybody's writing the Patriots off. They had one fewer win last year than the Dolphins. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, the Dolphins. Uh, they were 8-9. Dolphins were 9-8. and eight. And, and the Patriots had one of the worst offenses and, and one of the worst coaching situations last year offensively that you can have. AFC West, uh, I think the Chiefs are still going to be hurt from. Oh, yeah. I, not going out on a limb there. Chargers are expected to be a playoff team. The NFC, uh, the AFC North, I, any of those teams really. I know the Steelers are probably the fourth team of that bunch, but they never finish under 500. Nope. So they're going to be in the mix. You would expect the Browns are going to be better. I mean, the, a- the AFC is loaded this year. Where When you get to the NFC, Cowboys will be good probably. Eagles are expected to be good. Niners are expected to be good. Who's going to be good in the North? I, I don't know. Everybody's talking about the Lions, but who knows? Who's going to be good in the NFC South? I, I don't know. I mean, somebody's going to have to win the division. The Maybe road the for the Giants to make the playoffs is far easier than the Jets. Plus, you cannot lose to a Buffalo team that you beat with a subpar quarterback last season. You right. beat Buff- you beat Buffalo mm-hmm. last season. Right. You can't start the season in your building losing to Buffalo. Not at Gordon, home. Gordon, Tuesday... 9-12 would be all heck <laughs> if they lose on 9-11. Oh, <laughs> oh Larry. Larry. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the panic. We've because, been hearing calls for Zach Wilson right. to start. <laughs> I, I mean, think about where that starts, right? It starts with that individual game. Yep. But then you have the rest of the month. You have the Cowboys. That's you right. have the Chiefs. Yeah. You have the Patriots, right? I mean, the yeah. Patriots – they live never to beat. torment you. Right. Yeah, could, it could, it, it could can get Can you imagine not beating hairy. the Patriots with Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, 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 don't go down this road. Don't go down this road. Uh, 15 and 2, people. Yeah, that's right. So we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue to talk Giants. We'll bring the Jet conversation in as well. Oh, boy, I tell you, hard knocks. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Robert Sala, not overly... Not feeling warm and fuzzy about his old line last week. We'll discuss that next on 98.7 ESPN. Play. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Ponder this, Gordon. Rich Samini today. Quote, Jets notes from joint practice with the Bucks. Shoddy press protection as Rodgers was, quote, sacked, unquote, Six times. Now, remember, three starters went out with injuries, resulting in a makeshift O-line. Rodgers not alarmed, saying he actually liked the physicality. But notes, they missed some easy stuff in pass protection. Once again, Gordon, six times sacked, three starters out of the lineup because of injury in a joint practice. Gordon, this is not good. It's not good. It's not what you want. It's not what you want, but they have to. This is clearly the most glaring issue surrounding the Jets. And generally, the thing that sinks you in the course of the season is the thing you don't necessarily see coming. This Mm -hmm. you can see from a mile away. So it's on the Jet coaches. It's on the Jets front office to find whatever they can find at this point 
to make this work. This is not a new thing. This is not the result of, of some unforeseen circumstance that popped up all of a sudden out of nowhere. It's been clear for a while the Jets' offensive line is their biggest weakness, and they have to, do, they have to figure it out. They have to figure it out with the guys in the room, and if anybody else becomes available somewhere else, well, then they'll have to uh, tackle that when, when that opportunity comes. Uh, it's not going to be a, a foolproof solution because if somebody becomes available, there's a reason why they're available. So mm-hmm. the Jets, they got to figure this out. This was a physical workout. This was a physical joint practice. Um, a lot of skirmishes, Robert Sala, huh? You guys know me. It's a uh, I joke around, but it, it is what it is. Keep it below the neck, above the waist. And at the same time, if, if you want to get a little extra conditioning in and have a little skirmish of pushing and shoving, go ahead. It's not going to hurt you, but I, I, it doesn't bother me. It was so bad, Gordon, that uh, one of the coaches, Tony Olden, according to Ritzamini yeah. on X, got carted off to the hospital. They said he's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. wow, this is a joint practice. And we just it's saw, supposed to be safer than preseason. Yeah, we just saw the the, the last episode of uh, Hard Knocks last night. A lot of skirmishes in practice against mm-hmm. uh, against each other. So look, that's good. That's uh, you yes. want them to be feisty. Yes, you'd like them to block a little bit better up front too. So we'll work on that tomorrow. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good afternoon, Larry GD. This is and uh, shout out to the company. This is the usual story with the Jets, you know, kind of like, you know, the Yankees with the left field situation. We kind of saw this happening. You can't just, you know, ignore it, but, you know, let's just, you know, hope that, you know, other parks can, you know, carry it over, right? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Here's the thing that that's just a little concerning because, you know, by the way, Gordon, that 15-2 and prediction is just going to look very ridiculous <laughs> after these first six games. I'm telling you, man. Now, I, it it would seem that way right now, but again, think back a year ago, right? We thought, well, the Rams, they're going to they're gonna be great. They're going to be great again. They're, they're back and this and that. They weren't great. The, the AFC West, we made a lot of predictions last year, not yeah. just me, but everybody. And, and they're wrong every single year. So there are, there are aspects of – at this point last year, I don't think anybody was saying the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I guess you're hoping for, you know, lightning to strike in the bottle twice, I guess. No, I'm, I, I'm hoping I'm it. wrong. I, I hate the Jets. I want them to be terrible. But the algorithm is the algorithm. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Oh man, you, you gotta sell that to someone else, bro. <laughs> but here's the thing with the here's the thing with with, with the with, with my main concern about all this is that at the end of the day, the reason that we went after Rogers was to offset all these other issues. If he is, I don't even because last year's version of Aaron Rodgers with the broken hand. Was not is not going to be good enough to navigate through this AFC. We're going to need the one who everybody was, you know, saying was the back-to-back MVP, you know, not so long ago, and is still going to be, you know, the greatest thing that we've ever seen, you know, in a jet uniform. So if we don't get that Aaron Rodgers, this offensive line thing is not going to go away. You guys are right because I, I just don't see it going going away. And the fact that the makeshift offensive line, the backups can't even keep them upright in a joint practice, this is going to be very glaring because what's going to happen when those starters who 
who, who right when you're looking at it, they're in competition with the backup, so they can't be that much better when they start going down, going down again. Because I, I, I hope to God, you know, AVT plays the whole season because that's the last guy we we can afford to have issues. But I wanted to thank you guys for for your time. Have a great. All right, night. Jose. Thanks for the phone call. There's no question that you know what I would love to be Vera Tucker's agent. Because he's going to make a lot of money on his next after this contract is up. His versatility, how that line totally collapsed when he went down, Gordon, last year. Uh, and remember, he's coming off a serious injury this year. So, uh, you, you know, this is a – look, it, it's a major thing. Uh, once again, keeping in mind today you had backups in there, and th- and this is where you look for the joint practices, Gordon, and you say, all right, this combination of backups, this is not going to work. So we have to move this one over here and that one over there, and that's and that's why you have this situation. Uh, it's 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 got to be figured out, and you know, putting your quarterback at risk is is not the way to go here. It it's clearly isn't. And they knew this going in, Gordon. Once again, we knew it at the end of last year. Yeah, we knew we've known it here for a bunch of years. And yeah. and look, if it, it does not get fixed. There'll be a lot of, of hand-wringing. There'll be a lot of finger-pointing. It's not from a lack of resources. They have spent money. They have used draft picks, and it's still not right. So if the offensive line is going to turn out to be this disaster that it seems right now, the first person who's going to get it is the coach. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be long before you, you look at the GM and say, wait a yeah. second, what, what's going on here? That's right. You've used draft picks. You've spent money. You've made. Tra- you brought guys in. Why are we? Why is this still an issue? It's ridiculous. It should not be. Now listen, this is the time for it to happen. This yeah, is the time exactly. for it to be all messed exactly. up. Right. You, this you is the know, time. Yeah, you know what you're looking at right now. You, you have to figure out a way to make your biggest weakness not as much a weakness. I don't think that they're going to be able to make it a strength. I don't think that's a possibility. But they have to figure out a way to cover up their weakness the best they can. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, hey, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, Ira. Yeah, you know, I want to address two things. First of all, the fighting, I get it. You want some feistiness. You want some fight back. I get it. But you know what? To me, that's a lack of discipline. And you're going to get a situation late in the game where somebody's going to get hit and they throw a punch and it's going to be a 15-yard penalty and it's going to cost you a game. And it starts in practice. And you know what? I, I got to put that on the head coach, and he's got he's got to clean this up before the season starts. Now, for the offensive line, okay, 1996, just opened in Denver. Very similar situation what they're dealing with right now. Cotite had to reshuffle a couple offensive line. Roger Duffy, I forget the other two. Well, guess what? It resulted in nine sacks, and it just got blown out 31-6. to six. They got three weeks to clean this up. Now, in all fairness, they got three starters out today. But I find it hard to believe that you punch in Brown, who's a solid player, but he's 39 years old, coming off his shoulder surgery. Okay, now Tomlinson's got a leg issue. You don't know what Tucker's story is. If Even if they're all healthy, it's questionable because there's no continuity because they haven't had time. If one person goes down, they got a big problem on their hands. So, you know what? I don't want to hear anything about the Super Bowl talk. My expectations are still very high, but this team is going nowhere, nowhere 
unless this offensive line performs. And you see, you saw Rodgers was completely frustrated running and throwing the ball out of bounds today. So they got a couple of weeks to clean this up. My, 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 honestly, I think somebody's going to get added. I don't know where you're going to find a left tackle or a right tackle at this stage of the game. But shuffling around guys right now is not the answer to fix this offensive line. I hear you, Ira. Uh, Gordon, I think we're going to see, and thanks for the phone call, I think we're going to see a lot of tight ends on that left side <laughs> trying to help out. <laughs> and, and Ira brings up a good point. Like, it, it feels like a lot of the hopes are hanging on a 38-year-old 30, yeah. Dwayne Brown. Who should be the backup. Yeah. See, he should be the backup. This is, here's what we know. If, if whoever the left tackle is, Becton, whoever it is, if he goes down, we've got a valuable veteran backup mm-hmm. in Dwayne Brown, who's 39, who will who, handle things. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be solidified in that line. We'll be okay. He should not be the starter. He should be one of the depth guys that you have. Yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. And, and look, if you want to think that you can go out and find a bad team <sighs> that is willing to give up, you'd have to find a team that's not going anywhere that doesn't have a rookie quarterback or something like that, that is in a rebuilding stage or a tank stage that has a good left tackle, and it is going to cost you a fortune yes. in terms of draft picks and that type of stuff to go get that guy. And he's not going to be good. Because if he was good, he wouldn't be available at this time. Yeah, he's not pro- going to well, be good. Look, you, you're going to have to put so much into the pot to convince them that this is worth it to – because again, if you're if they're giving you a good left tackle, they're blowing up their season. Yeah, they're saying our season doesn't matter because of all the stuff the Jets are getting. So you're ta- you'd have to be talking multiple first round picks to get a halfway decent left tackle from another organization at this stage. It's this is not the talent acquiring stage of the NFL no. offseason. Nope, nope, it's not. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll continue to take your phone calls next. This hardest thing, Damian Fagrasso on ninety eight seven ESPN.